ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oki Podcast. What um, what made you want to, like, I know, like, you've had a, I've listened to your podcast, but, like, for the people that haven't, kind of explain, like, your, um, your kind of, like, your, I guess, like, your story of, like, you went to college, and then you started changing your majors and all that, you know? Yeah. I don't want to give too much away. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll start at the college thing. Um, I originally went to Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado from fall 14 to spring 15. Um, and when I was there, I was studying athletic training because I wanted to be a physical therapist. And they told me, like, that's the best route. You know, they didn't have, like, a specific course or whatever so you know i i studied that for a year um yeah i i took a college algebra because that's like a prereq to get into those courses and i've always been terrible at math you know it's like always burdened me but i i didn't get the best grade on that and like my advisor there was kind of like, maybe you should look at like a different degree, <laughs> like kind of, you know, in like the, the lightest way possible they could have. And I was like, Oh, like whatever. And then I, I transferred back home after that year because my, my two friends I went there with from my hometown, North three, they were all done. Like they weren't going back to school and I didn't want to be 16 hours away, not knowing anybody, you know? And so it was, uh, I was applying the Haskell, and yeah, yeah and, <laughs> and my my step parents and um they were like no like you're not going to Haskell and I was like okay like um okay so like I guess I'll go to OSU so like I started applying to OSU and then my cousin Payton reached out to me and he was like no you should come to UCO you know and uh all of us from high school are here and I was like okay like yeah it's far enough away to where I won't see anybody I don't want to, you know, because you see, like, a bunch of people from Pawnee and Stillwater all the time, like, yeah, and so I went to UCO, um, also did, it wasn't athletic training, it was something along those lines, like sports science or something, but uh, failed, failed college algebra again, um, so at this point, you know, like, my GPA is really hurting, and um, one day I'm like sitting in class, you know, and, uh, this professor, like she would later, I would later get like really close to her and she'd be like a mentor to me. But at the time I didn't know her and, you know, I'm sitting in class and one day, um, I had like an epiphany mm. and I was like sitting there and I was like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Like science sucks. Like, cause I was in like, uh, <laughs> like some kind of like bio lab or something. And I went up to her after class and I was like, Hey, like, I don't want to do this anymore. And she was like, like the homework and I was like no like I don't want to do this major anymore and she was like well what do you want to do and I was like I I don't know you know and at the time um that was like the biggest question was I went and talked to my advisor and my advisor was like well what do you want to do you know ask me again and I I really at this point I was like ready to drop out <laughs> I was like I I don't know um but I was dating this girl and her grandpa is like a really famous native lawyer and you know she like really inspired me to like you know like fight for our people um at the time I really didn't you know like look at you know our people and you know and our nations as needing help um 
And I was like, okay, like, and it, it literally, like, I'm not kidding. It gave my whole mindset, like, a 180 Terran on, like, natives and my tribe and everything. And, um, yeah, so I was like, you know what, like, I, I always wanted to do a career to where I could go back to my tribe and help them. And so that's why I wanted to be a physical therapist was because I could go back to IHS and Bonnie and, you know, <laughs> help people and that that thing that major was not for me so i was like you know like i could be a lawyer and i can you know do like any kind of legal stuff that my tribe needs done mm-hmm. um so my advisor put me in political science um yeah so then i i got my degree in political science and undergrad uh while i was doing that i was just very fortunate enough to intern with congressman don young from alaska um He's the congressman at large, the only congressman from Alaska. He's been there since 1974, no, two, because he was there when Nixon was there. Um, But he's like, his first wife was um, Alaskan Native. They don't like saying Native Alaskans. They hate that. (laughs) She she was an Alaskan Native. And um, yeah, so he had like a soft spot in his heart for Natives and at this point, because I was placed with the staff on environmental issues in summer 2018, and they were working on ANWR and some other things in the Arctic, and at that point, I was like, you know, I'm here in D.C., but I'm also, like, helping write legislation for things that are going to affect the Native population in Alaska. So I thought that, like, I was like, you know, this is really cool, because, like, even you don't have to be a congressman, you know, you could be a staffer and you can just make these recommendations to the congressman or women and then they can add that to their bills or whatever. And then you've somewhat helped, you know, your people. Um, so then I was like, politics are cool. You know, like I really got into the politic groove at that point. Um, and then summer 2019, I applied for, uh, like several internships with like the two native congresswomen at the time, Deb Holland and, uh, the one from Kansas. She's an MMA fighter. Anyways, um, I applied. Yeah, Sharice Davids. Yeah, oh. so I applied for their offices, and of course I didn't get it. No, but um, <laughs> I've, I've applied for a lot of offices. I've applied for, like, AOC. and You know, like, it's up until that point in my life, I uh, I had never been denied from anything major like that anything I had applied for I got it whether it be like getting in the colleges or anything like that and getting those like denial letters like that was like a reality check for me I was like maybe you know like maybe I'm not good enough you know and I just kept saying that and I I got denied I'm not even kidding from like 12 other offices before like in the spring of 19 and um you know, I'm like sitting there and I'm finishing up like my undergrad thesis, which was like about women in politics. Why know a guy? Why am I, why am I writing about women in politics? Mm-hmm. You know, like I got criticized for that. But um, yeah, I'm like finishing up my thesis and I I literally just Google house offices with intern openings still. You know, like and this is in mid April and Nancy Pelosi's office comes up and I'm like, OK, so like I go to her website and it's like internships and I was like okay because a lot of them when it gets past time you can't even click the thing you know it just is like sorry but um I clicked it and it worked and so I was like you know like whatever like let me fill this out and it took like 10 minutes to fill out and not even kidding so the next day I get an email and it was like hey Terrence this is um 
David, it's our staffer for the interns, you know, the intern coordinator. He's like, uh, I'd like to set up a, a call with you tomorrow at 10 a.m. if that's okay with you. And I was like, uh, okay, yeah. And, like, at this point, I'm like, dude, this has got to be fake. Like, I, like, checked the email. <laughs> I checked the phone number. I was like, is this, like, Nancy's office number, you know? Like, and, you know, I do all that stuff, and I, I get the get the call the next day and uh the guy was like looking for someone who had already been an intern on the hill um and so like i was qualified in that sense because he wanted me to help i guess train the other interns or help them like to write briefs or memos or whatever it may be and um it was me and another candidate i guess and uh he's like i'll let you know tomorrow and so that next day was a friday so it's like friday and i'm in the library with my friend and I'm like, dude, it's like 5 p.m. here, 6 p.m. Eastern. Like, it's close of business. I didn't get it. And, you know, I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm just, like, feeling really down about myself. And I'm just, like, typing. And then I get a call. And um, it was the intern coordinator. And this is, like, probably, like, 6.30 our time now. And he's like, hey, Terrence, this is Dave. Um, I just want to let you know that you did get the internship. And, you know, we were excited to have you. And at this point, now I'm, like, really, like, now is this for real? Like, I, like, go back and Google all this stuff again. And, yeah, so, like, I, I go out to D.C., you know, and I, I interned with the Speaker of the House in 2019. And that was that was really cool. Once again, I got placed with the staffer on Indigenous issues. Um, and so I got to do all I got any any natives that came into the office. They, like, sent me out there. Um, it's, it's funny, but my the staffer was almost like, you know, like, this is your expertise, you know, and I, I don't know the tribes that they are or that they talk about. And I was like, yeah, like, sure, I'll, I'll talk to them. And so that's what I did. Um, and then I went to Germany for a little bit after the internship and lived in Saarbrück in Germany. Um, yeah, so when I was over there, they, like, stereotypical Indian stuff that we were talking about. So, like, <laughs> uh, I still have a picture of the newspaper, but uh, my host dad was like, hey, like, we should go to this. And it was, like... It says, like, Vo Indian or something. But it's, like, basically where Indians meet the Wild West. That was, like, what it said in German. Um, and it was, like, I'm not kidding. Like, these German people in headdresses and teepees and, like, playing cowboys and Indians. Ooh. And I, like, was, like, hey, like, I I don't want to go. And he was, like, okay, but why? And I was, like, because I get enough of this shit at home. I was, like, I get enough, you know, like, uh, the stereotypes at home and everything. And mm -hmm. he was, like, no, no, no. He's, like, but we like you guys. We want to be you guys. And I was, like, right. But, like, you know, there's better ways to go about it. And then, you know, playing dress up. Mm -hmm. And um, he was, like, okay. He's, like, we won't go. So, like, instead of going to that, we, like, went to a castle. It was really cool. But um, going to Germany, like, really opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, like, some of them still think we live in teepees and you know like um we're still like driving or like riding horses around and like that kind of like they still think it's like the wild wild west like especially in oklahoma and texas it's it's kind of crazy but oh, um yeah and then also like even germans have heard the stereotype that natives are drunks like yeah it's it's crazy um but yeah so then i, I came back and um, at this point, you know, I just got a job working at like a trucking company as a dispatcher. And I was like, this is, you know, the nine to five stuff. And I was just like, this shit is boring. You know, there's, there's more to life than this. And, uh, my friend got me into the grad program at Oklahoma state. Um, I'm doing a master's in public diplomacy. I'm finishing up my third semester. 
This semester, I'm actually at George Washington, though, through the Native American Political Leadership Program. Uh, so it's nine credit hours. Everything's paid for, and uh, they try to connect you like with really good internship opportunities. And two years ago, I had this set goal to intern or even work for the UN, and I like started the application process to like work for the UN in New York City, and it was like crazy stuff. Like you know, like this application was like twenty pages long. I was like, this is nuts. Like you want me to tell you my life story because that's basically what it was. Um, so I never applied, but, you know, that was like a big goal of mine. And I thought it was kind of crazy that, you know, I, I had that dream of one day working for them. And then this semester, uh, the NAPLP program actually got me an internship with the United Nations Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues. Um, so, like, I've been helping with that, you know, doing research about HIV and AIDS in Indigenous communities and, you know, food and agricultural organization, uh, the Food and Agricultural Organization, their recommendations on things. Um, but, yeah, so, like, all of this has led up to where I'm at now, which is I'm running for my tribal council. And, like, I guess the question always is, like, what made me want to do it? And, you know, like, seeing seeing my tribe struggle, seeing my people struggle, you know, and knowing that I have the skills and, you know, capabilities to help them out of that. You know, if you, it's like Marlon said, you always want to inspire people, you want to help people. And that's like always been my main goal from this time I stepped foot in college, you know, it was like I had this set plan in mind to go back and help my people. And right now with the background that I have, I feel like this is the best way to do so. Um, I've seen, you know, mishaps and mishandlings of funds from our tribal council, you know, and, um, I, I couldn't, couldn't live with myself if I didn't run is what I'm saying, because I, I know I'm, I'm suited for the job, you know, I know I can do it. And, you know, I, I think the thing is, is that when you get on there, you don't always have the best interests of the people in mind anymore they start to flip their whole agenda. And I, I don't think I'll ever be like that. Um, I think, you know, I, I want to see my people strive for like, you know, whatever they want. And I want to see them get there and I want to, you know, help them along the way if I can. Um, and I, I think being on the council for the next four years would help me doing that. Um, we're about to get a lot more COVID fund, um, COVID funds. And I don't want to see them go to waste. Mm -hmm. I think we're supposed to be getting like two or three times more than what we got originally. Really? Wow. Yes. So um, I read an article that was like, you know, this new CARES Act funding for tribes could be new beginnings for a lot of them. I read an article it was like in um, Politico or something. And I, I couldn't help but think like, you know, if if the right people get on our council, maybe we can actually see our tribe starting to thrive again. And that was my my biggest concern when deciding to run was that how can I in my four years advance my people more than they've ever been, you know, in the past decade or maybe even two decades. Um, but I, I'd like to see a lot of different things happen and a lot of different change. And that's that's the problem is everyone's scared of change. And without change, you know, like that you'll never see any difference in what you are now. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's what I've been pushing is I'm young. Uh, I'm, I'll be the youngest on the council. I have new ideas. I can work technology. You know, a lot of them, you know, can't even get on a zoom meeting and, 
you know, that's just the, the generational divide in technology. Um, but that's, you know, that, that clearly shows like, you know, like if you're 60, 70 years old, you know, I say this about Congress members too. Why are you making decisions for your people when you won't even be here, you know, or may not even be here in the next five to 10 years? Mm -hmm. Why are you making decisions for someone who may be eight or nine, 10 years old, you know, going forward? So, um, yeah, I just, I want to help my people and I think this was the best way to do so. Nice. Yeah. It's a good thing you're running too. Like I'm sure people have wanted to run, but you know, they're kind of iffy about it. They're all cutties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it goes back to like, uh, like getting in your head, I think. Cause I, I kind of wanted to run like a while back. I was like, man, I want to move home and, you know, run for something. But then I was like, I got in my head. It was like, well, fuck, like, I don't think anybody will vote for me. Or, like, I'm going to get on the um, the forum and I'm going to just ramble on about something that is different than what they asked me about. And I'm not going to make any sense. And I was like, because I have, like, a, I had a journal, like, this was, like, 2000, God, like, 13, 12. This is when, like, I kind of started noticing, like, things could be better for our tribe. You know, things could you know, lead into other things where we could be like, we could be like a really sustainable tribe with like a lot of great, uh, like job opportunities, just opportunities in general, you know, to give our people. And, uh, I think one of the things I wanted to talk about was like, why don't we start with like, um, uh, solar energy, wind energy, you know, like stuff like that. Cause there's enough wind and sun for, you know, the tribe to use like nobody would answer me about why, like we could go that route. I never understood why. So I just kind of left it alone. I was like, okay, well I think it's because, okay, these things are working now. So why change it? And that goes back to what you said, like change can be scary, but you have to like adapt to, how things are now, you know, like just technology, you have to adapt to technology and you have to, you have to like do it, man. Cause that's what we're going towards is this technology shit, you know, like, and people don't want to get into it, you know, and I mean, like, I'm not trying to like shit on anybody, but it's just the things that I see. And it's just like you, yeah, I see it too, you know, and I'm not, I'm not here to shit on anybody. I'm not here to like talk bad about anybody. I'm just talking about the things I see. It's just like, like why, like why not change for the better? Like why not strive for these younger people, you know, that have probably great ideas, but they're afraid to like put them out there, you know, because they're afraid of like getting voted against or just something that goes on within our tribe. And it's gotten to the point where like, I don't really pay attention to it, but since you're running, I'm back in it. <laughs> and I'm learning about everything that's been going on, like with the CARES fund, how that was, I think is mismanaged. And I hope it's God. I hope it's like different about with the new CARES fund. Like, I hope it's different. Yeah. I mean, so like to go with your, your solar, solar energy, man, I cannot tell you how many times I've had this discussion is like 
right by the Pawnee IHS. There's that big ass field. Yeah. And I I know we have plans for a mental health facility there, mm-hmm. but like, okay, like let's take that, you know, let's not even look at that field. How much land does the Pawnee Nation actually own within Pawnee or, you know, even within our jurisdiction that isn't being used? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's my biggest thing is like, at this point, if we had enough solar panels, like here's my vision is like getting enough solar panels to where we can not only power our tribe, but power the housing additions, you know, like Eagle Chief or oh, Yellow yeah. Horse, paying for our tribal members power. That way we can cut out IEC or whatever electric co-op is there, That's uh, you know, the and Grand then, River. Yeah, the Grand River GRDA. So like if we cut them out, you know, and at that point, you know, like depending on how many solar panels we really have, if you get enough energy you can actually sell it to the electric companies like they will pay you to supply power you know back in the grid into the grid yes Mm -hmm. and it's like okay like you know we always talk about like Pawnee Nation we need to see you know TDCs there to you know create more revenue but what are they doing the only revenue they're we're over is gaming so you know like restaurant right okay and it's like right there uh you know building block number one if you get enough power solar panels you know that's another source of revenue, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's, it's, that's one of the big issues that I've, I've thought about a lot is solar panels. Like, you know, even if we don't put them on land, we have plenty of buildings where the roofs are not being utilized for anything, Yeah, yeah. you know, like, especially at the college. And it's like, you got to have the people who want to see the change though. You can't do it. You can't just sit here and talk, talk, talk. You got to do it. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing is like, you know, you, they, they always say we don't have enough money. And it's like with this CARES funds coming up, there's no excuse to not have enough money. Granted, you would have to look at the guidelines for what it can be used for. But, you know, my thing is like if we can swing a gym in the CARES funds, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so, um, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts though on the solar energy. Another thing that I wish the Pawnee Nation would have got into and jumped it straight from the gun we had a whole year or two years ahead of people whenever the federal government said tribes are their own sovereign nations and they can plant and do what they want with marijuana. Had we had business-minded people, I would have said, let's start farming and growing marijuana. At the time, it wasn't legal, but we could have jumped ahead of the game. We could have had a dispensary in our town. There's no dispensary for 30 miles unless you go to Stillwater, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, we're going to beat any of the competition, you know, in the area and people would come from Fairfax, Cleveland, wherever. Um, and on top of that, I heard that at one point we had a hemp program going. It's like, I remember that. Yes. So like, why did we not like step up? But my, what I was told is that too many of the elders and stuff opposed it. And this is why I'm telling you, like, you know, we, I will present you with new ideas and you may not like them, but we got to see common ground somewhere on one. We want to see our tribe thrive. Even though you don't like support marijuana and stuff. Who's to say that like you didn't, didn't want to see our people get money from it. You know, like you, you don't have to smoke it. You don't have to do anything, you know, Mm -hmm. just be okay with us planting it and growing it for the betterment of our tribe. You know, I don't smoke personally, but I'm, I'm a business minded person in that sense. You know, if you can see revenue off of, you know, farming or whatever like let's let's do it you know let's yeah. just ride up tdc's alley yeah and so margins are crazy yeah so yeah. like that was one of my things and on top of that what i'd really love to see Pawnee do is create like a uh like a restaurant an actual restaurant not like the stone wolf bar and grill or whatever but like in town 
create a restaurant, you know, we have plenty of tribal members that are more than capable, you know, like Frank Wilde, he can run it, you know, he's yeah. been in the restaurant business for how long, you know, Bobby Johnson, you know, uh, Sonny Boy Fields, you know, like yeah. all these people, we have plenty of tribal members that are capable of doing all of these things, but we're not giving them a chance. You know, we have a personal trainer right here with us today and they will not hire him on to be a full-time trainer at our gym. You know, and it's the thing is like people are always like, go off, get educated, come back. And, you know, and we don't create those spaces for them to come back. Mm -hmm. You know, we always preach that, you know, I, yeah, this is my biggest thing is like people are always like, we're so proud of you. Like, you can come back and help us out. It's like, okay, well, I'm back now. And they're like, sorry. Like, you know, like, and that's the biggest thing is like, we, we have plenty of educated tribal members that have the capacity and capabilities to do their jobs or a job assigned to them but we just don't hire them. That's where I'm at is, you know, I, if in any way when I'm on council, I can support someone, you know, if you want to try to do a startup business, I'll see if we can get funds for that, you know, or, you know, that that whole gym, you know, could have been paid for by a grant. And in that case, you know, we could have took that grant money and paid our personal trainer, you know, and we got to look at those other ways of income and resources and we're not doing that. Yeah, not putting your people on. Yes. Not, not creating avenues for your people to succeed because uh, they are our family. If you look at it, the Pawnee Nation is a collective family. We all came down from Nebraska together, you know, with the, what we could carry in a horse or, any, you know, on our body. Mm -hmm. and, and we're here and we have to be, be that support for each other. And it, at some, you know, I think it was met with, you know, colonialism in the boarding school. We learned some different things in that, and um, it was, uh, um, you know, kind of a, a bad, you know, relationship that we had learned mm -hmm. between, you know, uh, boarding schools and, you know, um, treating each other, you know, side by side laterally, and then we kind of adapted that lateral violence from colonialism being in Pawnee, you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, it's... Uh, it's definitely something that we need to work on, you know, and a lot of people, you know, um, they say, you know, uh, the older generation has a lot of healing to do mm -hmm. still. And, you know, uh, just as much as the younger generation has to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you got to decolonize that mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a colonized mindset of, you know, uh, we talked about on our uh, podcast about the Buffalo and how they didn't approve us to do the ranch because, uh, they needed people to run it. Who they needed to hire people to um, run and do to, the cattle. To, yeah, to like give the buffalo their shots. And, yeah, you know, and they be were be ranch hands essentially. And pretty much we were saying like, so they don't want to give Pawnee's jobs then, <laughs> you know, right, yeah. to do that. So it, it's a, it's one of those things that it just kind of take a lot of planning, a lot of you know unlearning things and. Um, a lot of voicing your opinion on on things that have you know not talking about problems but trying to talk about the solution mm -hmm. yeah so um that's the that's my take on it is yeah we learned these this behavior from you know trying to be assimilated you know and we lost our connection as spirit you know like our ways of giving you know they used to say um who you were as a person was measured on how much you gave gave away you know how much you contributed and stuff like that so that's kind of what we got away from by being so close and you know if you look at our tribal our agency that 
we're, we're pancaked in between a superintendent's building and an armory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a fort right there. Mm-hmm. It's And then the creek right there. You know, and all the white folks in nice home are on top of that hill up there. Yeah. You know, yeah. if I was to be in a military mindset, I would want to be under a hill, mm-hmm. you know, forted there. And I would keep my black people over here right by the armory in my Indian village right there. And in my, you know, if you look at it, it's like redlining. Hmm. Have you ever thought of that? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you go down to Yellow Horse Drive. If you look at that big field that's out there. Mm-hmm. They said future home of an industrial park in that big field, right? That's kind of uh, east of Yellow Horse there. Yeah, and imagine what, yeah. yeah, imagine what that would have did to that our our homes by having an industrial hunk of right, building yeah. there mm-hmm. with all their waste and all the other stuff around say, that community. Look at that. If you can't see redlining in our own Pawnee, you know, but you know it, it's there, and. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's kind of blows your mind when you look at it like that. Like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, and a couple of years back, the Pawnee Nation could have been uh, transferred over to Indian Electric, which they have better rates. They don't charge as much as the GRDA. And we didn't do that because we wanted to keep the relationship with the townspeople solid. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, because we would take money away from them by giving it to the Indian Electric. We wouldn't be paying the city's bills and their infrastructure. We'd be paying it to the new electric. Right. And and it goes even further to today. You look there, we had the county seat there, and they, they put a prison there, or oh, a jail, yeah. a county seat right in the middle of town. Yeah. You know, and you look in Hominy, Oklahoma, they got the prison there right by the Hominy, right by Osage. Mm-hmm. You know, look at it. Look at the infrastructure. It's It's like they... You know, they could have put that, you know, the county jail down in Perry, mm-hmm. you know, but they chose Pawnee. You know what I mean? It's it's like, uh, you know, we're being oppressed today and we don't even see it. Yeah. yeah. You know, even in today's age. And uh, the only way I think we can move through that uh, oppression is by putting our people on and, you know, supporting them 100%, you know, and uh, giving them a true chance in this world because, you know, we don't have big, some, some people don't have big families who have big connections, who have all these things, who have capital to even start businesses and, you know, to do all this stuff. But, um, you know, we've, uh, we, you know, we have our, our, uh, government, you know, it's supposed to be that family figure the man or, you know, whatever, or the woman, you know, the, the matriarch in our, in our a society to look out for us and make good decisions. You know, I don't, you know, being in politics too, you know, you, with, uh, you know, the Native Americans relationship with Uncle Sam, that's our great father. That's what they called him, the great father. And we were trying to, you know, um, I guess you would say emulate that kind of government structure when we had our own structures to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like creating these, you know, it, I guess you would say illusions or, you know, misunderstandings that if we could come back to our roots, then we would see, you know, a, a clearer picture for the future of our people. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's, that's gone, you know, cause a lot of our folks are, are, are perishing. Yeah. And, um, I was listening to your last podcast with uh, what's his name, Jake, 
Jake oh, Tiger. Jake Tiger, yeah. He was talking to, I think he was talking about, you know, talking to his elders. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, he'd mm-hmm. sit down and talk to him every chance you get, you know, and you said, you know, we did, I wish we did that more. And I wish I would have did that more yeah. myself, you know. And I hear my, my mother, she, she, she did that. She talked to her elders a lot, you know, and been in there around all of that, you know. Um, trying to soak it up. And, and a lot of our folks are like that, but they're getting older, yeah. you know. And then the times, time is not on your side. You know, time erases everything. At yeah. one point in time, we will be erased, you know. So we got to seize our moments and, you know, step up and do these things for, you know, because it's not for us. And to me, it's, it's not for me. It's for the people coming after me. Mm-hmm. I want to leave it better than I found it, you know. And that's just something that I've grown into becoming a man and, you know, looking at myself, dissecting myself fully and, and, and going down to the core issues. What, what made me like that? What made me do this? What, what happened, you know, in my life that caused and effect kind of relationship. And a lot of our folks, we, we, we don't have the tools necessary to do that, nor the support groups. And I'm all for that mental health facility and I'm all for the solar panels and I'm all for, you know, all of it. It's just, we need the decision making on the top to do that because mm-hmm. i was thinking man we got a creek there you could do energy off of that just recycle the water yeah recycle it push it back that could be its own kind of you know uh, energy production mm-hmm. uh, pretty clean too you know with less uh you know um chance of polluting the area because you, you could just run pipes underneath it and just circle it on a on a I guess energy turbine type thing. I'm mm-hmm. talking about like one of them wells, yeah. 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 And it's right there by our, our agency. You know, they, so they, 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 the, the, um, the ways are there. You know, it's all there. That's what they say. You know, everything is there. You just got to put it together. Mm-hmm. And with Terrence and council, I believe that's a big start. Yeah. That's a big start because, you know, um, these ideas, you know, and these ways of thinking, you know, at our age, we're seeing in the future at a different time than what the older folks are. Mm-hmm. They're looking maybe 20 years. We're looking 40, 50, even further. Yeah. Because we know that's coming down the line. And that's something that we need to recognize is, you know, this is going to happen to us if we don't do this, you know, and it's pretty it's pretty wild <laughs> you know it's like a real world stuff you know that you didn't think would ever happen growing up you know in Pawnee watching WWF <laughs> going to the pool you know what I mean <laughs> slamming each other in the water you know here we are you know getting speared by Marco yeah getting, <laughs> getting jackknifed out there <laughs> Dang, but, <laughs> yeah it's just you know it's one of those things that we need to really really take into account and um because, man, it's like, like you said, there's no business minds around there. Mm-hmm. And they don't teach you business in an MBA course. They teach you pretty much management. I was reading in this book, it's called Personal MBA. I forget the author. Mm-hmm. But the reason MBA courses were made was to become better managers. Mm-hmm. So they could get their uh, employees or slaves or whatever to uh, produce better. Mm-hmm. So they had to come up with these courses. And then if you look at it, everywhere it has an MBA program now. You know, and you look at high entrepreneurs like, I don't know, Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos, they say they never really hire an MBA because they'll ruin your company Mm -hmm. because they don't have the vision for it. You know, it takes a special kind of mind to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, they are not just born, you know, I mean, like they kind of, 
look at these things and are be able to put things together in a good way that can provide value and service to the people Mm -hmm. that they're trying to help. And in return, they get high returns for that. Yeah. You know, it's not a matter of being, you know, having the most money. You know, a lot of people are mad at Jeff Bezos for having all that money. We're the ones giving it to him. Yeah, for real. (laughs) You you know what I mean? Like he was just brilliant enough to create an avenue to, to create this value for us to where we can get whatever we want in our homes and then he's reaping the reward for it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will call that capitalism and all this monopoly and stuff. But if you look at it, you know, um, it's just brilliance. Yeah. You know, and you can't be mad at that. I, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if we had could have some great minds, you know, come up in, in, in a business savvy way around our tribe and ha- create these enterprises, man, the sky's the limit for us because, mm-hmm. man, our people are intelligent. They're really intelligent. My brother's a mechanical engineer, mm-hmm. works over at Latanza building jet engines. You know, he could be building jet engines for the Pawnee Nation or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's stuff like that. Autumn, she could be a physical therapist in her own work capacity, workspace, mm-hmm. you know, doing that. But, <laughs> you but, know. But it, nope. <laughs> yeah. But no, you can't. We got to depend on IHS to have uh, that funding for us. Mm-hmm you know, in that workspace and all that. It's just like, no, we can break off and do our own thing. And that's that's one of the things that black people have realized for themselves, <laughs> you know, is that they have the ability to do those things. You know, like uh, look at Tulsa, for instance, you know, the little Jamaica. They, they were killing it over there with business enterprises and all the schooling and education and doing everything right. And then the white the white folks on the uh, south side of Tulsa didn't like it, so they they hurt them. <laughs> they mm-hmm. they went to war literally and destroyed what they had built because they they were doing really well there mm-hmm. in, in North Tulsa. Um, Black Wall Street. Yeah, Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, we can do the same thing. You know, um, I was watching this. Uh, who's it? Kamu Bell. He was talking about you know uh, talking to a farmer in oklahoma a black farmer and he was like i i if i remember this correctly and paraphrasing but he's pretty much saying the only place a black man is free in america is on his own land it's the only place that the police can't come and get him the police can't do anything you know what mm-hmm. i mean is on his own land we mm-hmm. have our own land all of our people have land and trust you know a lot of them do mm-hmm. you know and what is that getting sold to you know it's getting leased to white farmers on what crazy pennies on the acre or something you know pennies on the acre so like me personally i have like 20 acres that i lease every year and they're only paying me like i think like 200 bucks a year for real yeah so what it is is uh all the all the white farmers around town will you know they've been leasing these lands and the bia will always send you a letter every year or when your lease is up and it's like uh, when your lease is up, or when your lease is up, do you want to release it or not? And if you don't check no, and I hate this phrase, but they always say in your best interest, they'll release it for you to earn you some income. Mm-hmm. But what happens is, is that these farmers have the you know they've been leasing this land. So like let's say farmer A is leasing this land, and farmer B is leasing that land. Farmer A is like, hey, I won't bid on your land if you don't bid on my land. So like okay, so they don't bid on it, and then you know so there's no one bidding on it so they get it for the cheapest possible amount and i mean bia really can't say anything about it because in your best interest they took the highest bid amount but when no one's bidding against this dude 
He wins. What do you do? Whoa. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot that needs to be learned, and there's a lot that needs to be unlearned. And yeah. There's a lot that needs to be said. Said. Yeah, yeah because I have I did not know about that. You know, I always wonder how people leasing out their lands worked. Yes. I didn't know anything about that. You can, you can cut the BIA out entirely if you want, but it's, I mean, it just depends if you want to draw your own contract and you want to do your own, you know. Leasing, find the leasing, yeah. and then pay your taxes on your land every year. Because if you don't pay your taxes, of course, it can get what? Taken from you. And yeah. Stuff, so. so, like, that's that's the problem is that it's in trust or whatever, but you also have a say on if you don't want to lease it or not. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, at this point, though, like, my land's been run to shit from all the overgrazing. You know, I should just not lease it again and let it regrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot of issues we have. I mean, not issues, but, you know, um, just a lot of things that we have to think about as, you know, a people, you know, if we want to uh, secure a, an awesome, healthy future for our people. You yeah. Know? And it, take, it takes a lot of people to step up and speak out. You know, and, yeah. and share their thoughts on what they want to do. You know, who, you know, it, we have a lot of land, like you said, marijuana, and <laughs> it's not rocket science to grow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's so crazy how that older generation, you know, like what you said, you brought it up, but they didn't agree with it. Is that right? Yeah. I've talked to a lot of elders about it and they just don't agree with it. Yeah. But yet it's okay that our you know, our business like Aerostop sells alcohol, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, like it causes, it causes like so much, like it causes alcoholism. It causes like drunk driving. It kills people, you know, yeah. yearly, and you they, know, but in marijuana does not. It, yeah. It's a medicine. But the, the casino on top of that too, you yeah. know, they have happy hours, you know, for a dollar beers. And then, right. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. way out there by the highway. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, then they have to drive all the way into home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I mean, I'm not saying like, I mean, yeah, like alcohol can be bad. You know, if you got a drink, drink, you know, have fun, whatever. I'm just, I'm just like using that as like, so you're not okay with marijuana, but you are okay with us consuming alcohol, you know, us consuming prescription pills, you know, that can be called, that can be an addiction to you, you know, and it's crazy, you know, like that's such a thing, like. I don't like marijuana because it's a drug. Okay, well, fast food's a fucking drug. Right. Anything can be a fucking drug. You know, you can be addicted to fast food and all that. You know, so like uh, like me. Yeah. <laughs> During the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go get that twenty piece nug after. Get a forty piece. <laughs> that, pizza. that large pizza. <laughs> Do that Domino's thin crush. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out Domino's. So we want that check. You want to sponsor uh, sponsor my podcast? Got my email. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, man. Do you think we could do it? Do you think at this point we're we're a little late in the game to that? But honestly, I would love to see it because, like I said, there's no competition for thirty mile radius. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and on top of that. There must be something, you know, going right with this if there's like 20 dispensaries in Stillwater and they're all staying open. You know, they're, you know, people choose their favorite dispensary, you know, and um, 
I think with the right people, you know, and on top of that is like, you know, we push like the, the farming and cultivating with the seed pro- preservation project. This is just another element of that, you know, mm-hmm. farming, you know, agriculture. There could be, you know, if, if we really wanted, we could create internships, you know, for farming and agriculture through this. And on top of that, you know, I mean, the possibilities are endless with the income, you know, we can maybe even one day pay our pay our interns to do that. Yeah, it could just sustain itself yeah. on its own thing like um could use the money that you make if you make it do really well selling it then that money can go into educating right the future. exactly and then that future can just keep it up and maybe grow the best tomatoes in oklahoma or something mm-hmm. you know become a true hitter be in sprouts you know producing yeah and then making you know some more revenue off of that right yeah and not just you know because i mean not just tomatoes but we have our own corn varieties too you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on top of that, I mean, if we even went the hemp route, I mean, hemp is more of a sustainable element, you know, than marijuana is, and you can do so many things with hemp, you know, like they make it into like plastic bottles now that can dissolve on their own, or you know, like they're actually biodegradable. On top of that, you know, I think I read that like, um, like hemp produces three times as much paper as a tree could. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, there's so many different possibilities that we could do, and we're just not doing them. Yeah, you could do a ton with hemp. I worked at World Market and they made rugs out of hemp. Yeah, right, <laughs> so, yeah. Shirts. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, there's so many things that you could do with hemp. We can make, you know, Pawnee, you know, summer baseball tournament, Pawnee, uh, Pawnee championship t-shirts out of hemp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it, the possibilities are endless with hemp, but yet, no, I don't want to do it because I guess it's associated with the drug marijuana or i don't know i have no idea <laughs> it's taboo it's yeah think that, that old way of thinking you know and it's just something that i think our, our people like you to be classy mm-hmm. you know and feel you know traditional and classy and that doesn't associate with it you know it's kind of on two different ends of the table but i think we're meeting at the middle <laughs> yeah with as many people who's you know endorsing it and it's funny you know because how well those dispensaries are doing in Stillwater, right? Like, think of it. It's licensed. You have to have a license to have that. Mm-hmm. What if it was an open market? You know what I mean? Like, it was uh, recreational at then. Then that's a whole different, that's a whole nother clientele mm-hmm. that are going to bring their dollars to the table. You know what I'm saying? So even if we did start late, it would we would still make revenue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. On something that in, is pretty you know not not that doesn't cost that much to you know grow yeah and on top of that you know we could utilize those old buildings that we're not using that we own in downtown like yeah you know i hate seeing those buildings just sit there let's turn them into something you know uh, something that generates revenue let me right. rephrase that you know yeah not and like that we store. literally have a whole de- tribal development corporation sector in charge of creating revenue and they're not yeah they, they're um, too busy on the casino, too busy on that restaurant, you know? Uh, and it, that's yeah. like one source of revenue. You mean, yeah. you mean the restaurant that's been revamped, what, three or four times, four times because yeah. they all, like, failed? Yeah, and it's like that's – if you look in any kind of business, that that's – like, restaurants are hard to succeed. <laughs> you know, they have, like, a 75 or m- more failure rate, mm-hmm. you know, on the first year. You know, it's no wonder that, you know, they, they're not succeeding because they're, they're trying to, they're picking a very hard market yeah. to oh, compete yeah. in, you know, and, um, 
I just don't see why they don't try to make like it. It'd be so cool. Like I've had this idea about a Moe's Yellow Horse like steakhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have a name that we could do behind. You know, they do Mickey Mantle down there in OKC, right? Mm-hmm. Like Moe's Yellow Horse, something. You know, we we got these things and these tools, but who's gonna put it together? You know, yeah. um, TDC they don't have any money right now. <laughs> they can't even do Go anything. Figure. Classic. You know, they don't have. <laughs> they they can't even do anything. Um, so it's it's very very frustrating especially to like want home to be you know home and to live there and to have these you know services and these businesses there so that people can want to live in Pawnee Mm -hmm. you know and without you know people stepping up and 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 trying to do that um small business game you know it it, the town can dry up Mm -hmm. you know and then it's just these rundown houses with you know no opportunities and and then before you know it it's just a vacant area with you know bad real estate yeah <laughs> so it takes those and i kind of see our um our um, countrymen you know they're stepping up and putting small businesses in pawnee you know and, and it's kind of inspiring to see but um we need to do that you know because that's just as much as our home as it is theirs Mm-hmm. you know and we need to find a way to do that and help each other out because you know putting all our eggs in one basket isn't the smartest thing you know um and that we see that with a casino because mm-hmm. we don't even we've had that casino for what 20 God something damn, more than 20 years i don't know i don't and, even know you it's know it's been there for a long time and we still haven't got a per cap or anything off of it mm-hmm. and then there's tribes have you know been in the business for shorter and they're getting you know stuff back yep. and it's just what's going on you know it's just hopefully you know terrence can get our answers for us the people because that's the people's champ yeah yeah the uh the development corporation needs to be its own separate entity and we need to not funnel funds from the gaming into it and they need to be set on a budget yeah right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's your answer short yeah. short sweet and simple i don't yeah. know how we need to get it done but we do yeah and you know, I'll, I'll find out who needs to get it done yeah <laughs> it's crazy to see how it operates because everybody in who's like a part of the tribe the the agency the pawnee nation mm-hmm. they're they've got building over here building over here building over here building over here you know i was reading in this book it's called deep work called it's by uh, uh cal newport and it's pretty much saying that they're putting everybody in one room, like all kinds of strategies to, you know, make your business better. But one of the strategies was to put everybody in one, uh, one under one roof in an open floor so that it can inspire serendipitous, you know, relationships to where, you know, you can walk by a desk and remember that you need to tell somebody something, mm-hmm. you know, or walk by down here so that you can collaborate easier, you know. And if you're in different hubs and different um buildings how could you get you know that um how can you get it to work together you know effectively Mm -hmm. when you're pinging emails and you're not sure if they're even opening your email you know and how they're not even answering their phone and it's like how can you expect to get work done when that's the kind of culture we're we're, we're, that our tribe's working in Mm -hmm. under you know so that's one thing that i would like to see no more locked doors (laughs) yeah really like (laughs) It's it's just crazy. It's so like backward, you know. They're still in the buildings that um, <laughs> that were from the boarding school. Yeah. You know, if you look at Building 64, I I was in North Carolina at Camp Lejeune, 
and they have those military buildings, man, they have the same floor blueprint. It's like the same building, the same structure. Wow. Like as a headquarters in the Marine Corps over there. Holy. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. I, I put it two and two together when I came home uh-huh. and I walked through building 64. I was like, this looks like a headquarters building of a military. You know? Damn. And what do you think? It, it probably was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. You know? <laughs> yeah. And they're operating out of that. Yeah. You know? And it just doesn't seem effective to me. No. You know? No. But those those are some things, you know, that we as tribal members need to address and, and talk about because, man, you know, we're going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard people even talk about, you know, if we can't get it together, we may as well just tear everything down and then build a museum and talk about the Pawnee, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. instead of like being a Pawnee nation, you know, if we can't even get along and be what we are, um, just may as well just be nothing and then just have a museum to talk about us. Yeah. Cause it kind of, if we don't get it together, you know, it could happen. The future is coming and we need to be Marty. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's, like, so crazy how many things go into, like, oh, man, it's, like, families vote for families. It's not voting for the right person that is right for the job. It's, like, yo, like, you're my cousin, so I'm going to vote for you. I don't care, like, what you, what your stance is on anything, I'm going to vote for you, you know, over, let's say, Terrence. So, it's so crazy how, like, these things work out, and, like, it's just, like, like, I know, like, when I was younger, I did that. I was like, oh, I'll just vote for him. I'm related to him, so I'll vote for him. But now it's like, yo, like, wake up. Like, look at what people are wanting with our tribe. You know, like, Terrence is new. He's fresh. He's young. He's hip. He's buff. Tats. <laughs> he has all these great ideas about, like, marijuana, like a, a fucking um, a restaurant. You know, you guys are talking about a restaurant. And I think that... No, no, no. It it could work. It will work. Like it would be able to work because we got clicks in Pawnee. Yeah. And there's people like all over that talk about clicks. Like, oh, they got the best steaks. Oh, they got the best salad bar. Oh, this and that. Like, yeah. Like, why can't the Pawnee Nation have that? Because, like you guys said, you brought up. You know, we got Sunny Boy. You got Frank. You got Bobby Johnson. You got three people right there that enjoy cooking. You know, being a chef, being whatever it is, you know, what it is about food, you know, making it for people. And they're really good at it. You know, like, like, why? Like, like it just blows my mind, you know. And then we, we got other people that, you know, I got BJ, like BJ Hotshire. He's a fucking personal trainer, too. Um, who else? Oh, Rylan, Rylan Brady. Yeah. Freaking, he owns a dispensary. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's not in Pawnee. You know, they had to venture out and do it on somewhere else. Is it a better market? I mean, like, we could have a good market. Yeah. It's just you need people to strive for that market, you know, and bring people in. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. It's a lot to try to talk about because it's like I get, I start rambling on it. It's like, fuck, like. It just starts making me think, and then the thing, the things that you guys talk about, it's like, well, I didn't know about the land thing, you know, I didn't know about the, I mean, it's it's crazy, like, it's so crazy how, it's just like, thinking about it, like, why not, like, why not change for the better, 
Like, all right, the, all right. This old stuff isn't working. So hear me out. This goes in the revenue, you know, and all that shit. If we did create a restaurant, we could have our own, because we already bought calves with this, you know, last COVID fund. You know, we bought cows and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did. We have our own, like, cow ranch and shit now. But also, if we got them buffalo, the bison, and moved them down here from Kansas, mm-hmm. who's to say that we couldn't have our own local non-GMO beef for that restaurant? Yeah, exactly. That'd be a big sale point. <laughs> and I mean, like... God, dude, there's so many things you could do with food, like grass feed it. Yeah, grass fed bison, pasture raised eggs. You got breakfast there. Free range chickens, Free right? Free range chickens. Yeah. yeah, I mean they eat, they don't have to eat grains. They eat, what do they eat? Crickets, bugs. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I mean, there's so many things that just aren't thought of mm-hmm. you know, that we're thinking of. <laughs> so right, I mean, like yeah, you look at the Osages too. Like they created that meat butchering plant, and mm-hmm. it's like. Why couldn't we do that, you know? Yeah. Instead, we're outsourcing, you know, paying top dollar for someone to butcher our meat that we have. Mm-hmm. Is that what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm sure somehow the whoever's butchering our meat is related to someone on the Pawnee Nation, right? Yeah. yeah someone's like getting the kickback somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure yeah. of it. That's business, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm okay if, if they're they're native. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. But. It's like, why wouldn't you want to be putting, filling your own people's pockets yeah, exactly. instead of somebody else's? Exactly. Yeah, even that butchering, if we would have created our own butchering plant, which was suggested, you know, that's more jobs for the people of the Pawnee Nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even heard of morgue, you know, because we have to pay Poteet's funeral home all this money for burial service yeah. of our members. Why not have one for our own members where we yep. could even create our own caskets and stuff, you know, and save save all so much money because that stuff's expensive hell yeah you know and so there's all these things that we're not utilizing but we have all these hands around there who are looking mm-hmm. around you know trying to help out but mm-hmm. they there's nothing them to reach for yeah and that's another thing is uh when we got that cobell money back in like 2013 or 14 or whatever it was um, we got like 4.2 mil or something from it. The Pawnee Nation did. They took a mil and dispersed it, and that's why we all got like six or 800 or something. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. But what they did with another part, with like, I think it was like a million dollars, is they put it towards the Pawnee burial fund in a saving so it would collect more interest. Mm-hmm. And that money was specifically only meant to help, you know, funeral expenses. And then during this pandemic, when all of our elders and things started passing away, they're like, oh, we don't have any more funeral expenses. And it's like, so where did that million dollars go? Wow. Oh, my God. There's mm. really, there's not any big returns in a savings account anymore. Right. But like, we haven't had that many members pass away in yeah. like the last five, six years yeah. for that million to be gone. A mill for the, yeah. the members. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty wild. Wow. It's a lot, a lot of uh, questions, you know, a lot of things that should should be answered, but um, no telling where, where the answers are. I know. Right. That's where Terrence comes in. Yeah. Right. You to find the out. The answers are in that paper shredder. <laughs> <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're buried. <laughs> dropped in the black No bear. one speaks of this. Yeah, <laughs> they the buried it. In that, that lock box at the bottom of the bear by the round hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there, though. Oh, my God. And you just had a forum, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, we had a forum on Thursday night. How did that go? Please release the forum video uh, uh, if anyone's listening. Yes, uh, if any, whoever recorded it, you know, I'd, I'd love to see that. Footage. Yeah, uh, we would all love to see that. You know. <laughs> World star. No, um, yeah, it, it went good. Um, you know, every candidate got to speak their mind, you know, and there wasn't any bashing towards other candidates, which is, you know, good. I always like to see that, you know. I don't like to see, uh, what is that word? Um Lateral violence? No, it's like one of those words, like an ad hominem. Is that what it's called? That's it's like a personal attack on someone, right, like malicious gossip yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't like to see that in a forum. You know, you're there to discuss your ideas, not come at someone. So like, that was really cool in the sense of like uh, the people, the people weren't going at each other and they were just answering the questions to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was really cool to get to see everyone's ideas and their thoughts on everything and. It was kind of what got me was that, you know, every candidate was actually for the reform of the TDC, which is like, okay, like, can we acknowledge there's a problem here now then? If, you know, every candidate was on almost the same page with that idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was, it was good. It was two hours long. um, But I will say there's a couple questions that were only addressed to the VP and whoever's running for seat four, which like, I, I didn't understand because there were only questions the VP would have known. Mm-hmm. So it was like, maybe you shouldn't have asked this in a forum, but rather just personally. Um, <laughs> I, but other than that, you know, it was, it was pretty good. I got to say my piece, you know, so even if I lose, um, the people will know where I stood and, you know, it'll be recorded. It'll be in the history books. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was good. Explain what seat three, like explain what that is, you know. Like yeah, what? So, what would you be doing? Like your role in the council, I guess. Yeah. So as far as my role, um, so there's like a president, vice president, treasurer, secretary, um, and then there's just general member seats. And those general member seats, the the only thing they really do is they just have a vote. They have a seat at the table and they have a vote. Um, and there's six six members. Right? Hold on, treasurer, secretary, VP. One, two, three, four. There's seven members, eight members, I think, something like that. Anyways, um, they basically, the Pawnee Business Council is the supreme governing body of our tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they have the last say, and obviously Pawnee Business Council, uh, they, they, TDC answers to them. So if they have a business idea or whatever it may be, you know, um, they present it to TDC or, you know, things like that. But in the past, I've heard that TDC has closed their doors to business council members, which makes no sense. Mm. Um, But, yeah, so mine, I wouldn't really – my job doesn't tell much besides, you know, speaking for the people and giving my vote on whatever it may be. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a a big role. It is basically, you know, being – being you know the leader of our tribe being one of the leaders of our tribe since there's only eight of them so Mm -hmm. um yeah i hope to be the voice of the people you will yeah you will you will let's speak it into fruition you already are right (laughs) yeah you already are right um but yeah i mean i i think you know if if everything turns out how it should you know we should have some some great like-minded people in there that can get some things done in the coming years. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do when you get in? Like, what's, what's some of the things that... <clears throat> per cap for all. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I would like to see a per cap for our people. But um, 
one of the one of the first things is you know the little things that can be reformed right off the bat is quit closing the PBC meetings. Uh, I don't know why they have to. You have to be a member or whatever to see them. Also, uh, the predetermined questions you have to submit questions to the council members. They they review them and then choose which ones they want to answer. I guess, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is stupid. Um, and it should be live and open to you know um, tribal members. So I. I don't understand why they're pre-recorded and stuff. I guess they don't want disruptions. Uh, it's ignorant to me. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the small things that I want to work on. Um, I would, you know, I actually said, you know, I want the Chiefs to have their power back. That's where I stand personally. But I would never make a decision without knowing the people were behind me. So Jordan Canujo, the VP, actually did make a valid point and said, if the people really want the Chiefs to have their power back, you know, we should bring it to a vote again, like they did back in the early 2000s, which took the Chiefs' power away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I would, you know, try to executively do that, but I would like to see the a vote for the Chiefs' power, you know. I would like to see that vote, like, within the, this year. Um, because right now, there is, coming from a political background, you need checks and balances, and there is no check and balance for the PBC. They do as they wish with whatever they wish. Mm -hmm. And the chief council was that checks and balance. And since they, you know, their powers were limited, you know, they, they're, they're kind of, they just, their only role right now is like over like, uh, like enrollment and cultural things. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but before, you know, if like a council member was like messing up or something, you know, the chiefs actually had the power if they all voted, you know, they could remove them. And that's what the council didn't like. And so that's why they limited their power. Damn. Yeah, like it wouldn't have to go to like pay a $2,000 filing fee. And yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's one of the things I would like to see in the this coming year. And then as far as I don't think it would get started, but I would like to see the planning of it, especially with us getting these COVID CARES funds. You know, I would like to see some actual business ideas presented, and I would like to see them brought to the table, and then I would like to see, you know, th- them actually come to life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on top of that, I would like to see the TDC becoming its own separate entity, not completely dissolving, but becoming, you know, its own little little bubble, and then, you know, putting them on a budget. That's what we need to do is we need to say, like, Here's your budget, you know, do with it what you wish, but this is all you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then gaming needs to become separate. You look at other tribes who did have a power overseeing their gaming, and the second that they removed that power from, you know, the overviewing their gaming, then their gaming started to thrive. So, I mean, we haven't tried it. It's worth the shot, right? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing the same results year after year. So at this point, anything would help. Um yeah, what else? There's a lot. But that's that's my main main focus right now. And then, oh, and then with the COVID CARES funds, you know, if we do any more, like, let's give away meat or anything like that, I think there should be a supplemental uh, item for those that live out of town that can't get the meat, you know. Um, I, however they want to do it, if they want to value a pound of meat at 12 bucks and cool let's send a 12 dollar check to every tribal member that doesn't live here that can't get that meat then you know yeah. i mean that's that during the pandemic that's one thing one of the things you saw was 
the people living out of town, out of jurisdiction, not nearly getting as much attention as those living in our juris- tribal jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually bullied the the Pony Nation of, <laughs> I feel bad about it now, but you know, I, I felt felt it was right. Um, when they first did the meat distribution, it said, you have to live in jurisdiction. And I made a post about it and, you know, shared it on Facebook. And it was like, because I live an hour and a half away, I can't get meat, you know, that was purchased with COVID cares funds by my tribe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they deleted it. And an hour later it was like, if you can get here, then you can have, you know, you can get your meat. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I would love to see, you know, all those members, I think, you know, uh, a third of our, two thirds of our members don't live in jurisdiction yet they have accounted for two-thirds of our census population, which is what secured the funds, but they're being left behind. Mm-hmm. So well, the math isn't mathing here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I just think it was really, really shitty that, you know, they were excluded from a lot of things and, you know, during during COVID times. And the only thing they had to show for it was, like, maybe a gift card if you're lucky and then a pack of tin masks off Etsy. You know, <laughs> no, but off yeah. wish, yeah, off, off wish, but um, yeah, is is it was rough, you know, seeing that for my people. Like I said, I always want to see, you know, the best for my people, and seeing those out of town hurting, you know, and needing that assistance, and our tribe is making them jump through hoops. And I get like you need a paper trail for when we do get audited, if we get audited about this is where the money went, but you don't need to know how much a person makes to, you know, approve them for COVID cares funds that they help secure. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know how many people live in their household unless you're going to give every child in that household a certain amount of money or something of that sort. You know, you don't need to know that information. I don't, I think that was ridiculous. And they made us, you know, they, they expected us to say, you know, jump and us to be like, how high, you yeah. know, it was, it was really ridiculous. And that's something that I definitely would want to change with this next uh, round of cares funds coming up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then another gym. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. So this gym, it'll be called the, the Terrence A. Fields gym. Um, no, um, <laughs> but I would like, you know, I would like to see those buildings downtown getting put to use depending on the guidelines of the COVID funds coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be really good. Let's hope it's, uh, it's, it's better the second go around because I went to that new gym and it's really tiny. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And Oh, I get man. it. I get it. Like, um, I get it. Like if you're healthy or whatever, you know, it'll help fight off the COVID. You know, I get it. I understand that. But it's like, uh, well, uh, there's, there's supposed to be so much space inside that gym. And then I went in, we went in there and dude, it was like, everything was like so tight. Like it just seemed like everything was tight in there, yeah. and then everything was so close together. Then you had the uh, cardio room; that's a nice room, and um, but everything just seemed like it was so tight, and like everybody was right near each other. And I remember like when they were talking about it, it was like, "Oh, there's gonna be like so much space. There's gonna be so much space around that people won't be so close to together in order right. to get COVID. You can work out, you can get healthy, and it'll help fight the." the sickness right and if then you go there and it's like okay this is, this is a little bitty spot this is like, like our it's like a breeding ground, ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty pretty small you can't even social distance yeah for know? real so with that being said though is there a uh like a a person's limit like how many are allowed in at a time it's 10 i believe is 10 it 10 people. okay yeah. 
because I went there because I, I was Good. taking my clients there for the challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time they're at full capacity and I couldn't even get in. But my client was in there. <laughs> <laughs> they were looking for me. And do, yeah. they, do they make you wear a mask the whole time you're in there? Uh, sometimes. I mean, what? The kids don't. I mean, yeah. you know, you can't really police them all that, but they do have a sign up, you know, okay. and uh, they do have like pads or little things on the ground that's, I don't right, even know if it's like... six feet apart, but <laughs> they look like they're trying to make it like they're six feet apart. Right. But yeah. Um, they're adding extra slashes, like <laughs> extra measurements in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it, it's like, you know, those things where uh, a good idea but bad execution yeah yep. don't yeah. don't get me wrong I, I was all for a new gym um, oh yeah i i've you know i i was like you i complained about why do we have the same shit in this gym you know since i was i, I was in grade school you know and they i was working out with frank in grade school mm-hmm. it was the same fucking cable machine from yep. when i was in fifth grade dude and yeah i wanted a new gym i just don't think we should have funneled the funds from covid cares act for that gym mm-hmm Right. You know, you look at the Otos, they got a brand new gym and every piece of equipment in their gym from grants. That's from their writers, grant writers who are good and they secured those funds. And that's what we need. We need, that's what I'm saying. We need to hire those people that want to see better for, you know, our tribe. You know, um, we need those grant writers who are like, yes, we need a new gym. Like, let me work on these grants, you know? And the the Otos basically got it free because it was all from grants. So, you know, I mean, I would have loved to see Pawnee Nation do that. It's doable, Pawnee right. Nation. Right. You know, we keep saying, you know, like, it's kind of like, oh, it's, you can't do that. You can't do that until someone does that. Yeah. And then it's, you know, and it's like, why can't we be, the, be those people that do that, you know? And right. it's, yeah. So I, I agree, Marlon. Uh, great vision, poor execution, you yep. know? Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. I, I'm, I like I said I've had a lot of time in that gym and just with these past few months and yeah it is pretty inefficient on social distancing and the capacity of you know having the amount of people there you, you know if you're trying to make it a sustainable business which it's it's doing all right you know what I mean for being the only gym in town um but like I said if it reaches that high amount of volume you can't train you know you can't get any work done you know and um, it's just kind of like one of those things where, you know, man, you got to be grateful, you know, right. uh, but you know, you got to be grateful, try to look for the goodness in it. But like it, dang, it, it was executed pretty poorly, you know? Yeah. And then council's like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, it kind of makes you wonder, should we have just made a longer field house? You know, that would have been more. Yeah, I prefer the old gym. Right, yeah, I prefer the dungeon and the auditorium. <laughs> I just, a lot of people, just, you know, that whole wellness center, you know, it's a big building. Oh, yeah. It like, a core, I think, you know, it was meant for a gym and right. that one, and then, you know, the middle part in there was meant for chiropractors and physical therapists and personal trainers, and then the big gym was for rec ball and then the middle concession could have sold subs and, and gear and, you know, all this stuff. Like, if you look at it, like, on that kind of scale, then, yeah, it makes sense. Because right. it is a wellness so, center. So, so let me tell you this. So let, me, let me give you some food for thought. You know how those bleachers go up against the wall in that gym? Mm-hmm. 
Who's to say you couldn't have just put some racks all along in there? That's yeah. what New I was gym. saying. Like, no, yeah. like take out the basketball court because it's not even being used. Oh, right. that floor like, is it's horrible. It's just sitting there. Right. And nobody ever goes in there. I don't even know if anybody works in there, but take I out the gym it. floor <laughs> and then just put it all, put the, what, the mats. Rubber, rubber mats. Those rubber mats yeah. all through yeah. it. Split it one side like a cardio and then the other side like racks or CrossFit type. Yeah. strongman type right. just like, different things that people can get into and then we got like trainers that okay. could be there yeah, but you could but do it you, know, here, you could execute the vision yeah here was one of the arguments so it was that you know we had a, at the time you know they thought they were on a december deadline so they were just like we needed to use this money and this was the quickest way how the assistance they gave as in helping with you know electric car payments whatever it may have been that was perfectly legal within the COVID guidelines. Mm -hmm. So if they were looking for a fast way to spend $800,000, why not pay every tribal member's rent for a month? Why yeah. not pay every tribal member's electric bill? Right. You know, and our electric bills were high because we we're all staying home, you know, like. And then the yeah. ice storm happened yeah. in February. Yeah. That bumped people's gas up. Like Crazy. Nothing. Dude, my electric bill at yeah. my apartment was $380. Jesus Christ. Man. Yeah. Mercy. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was nuts. So, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, they say one thing but do another, and it's, you know, it's frustrating because you give me $800,000, I can find good ways to spend it, you know, mm -hmm. that are looking out for the people and not build it. Once again, I'm not saying we didn't need the gym, but, you know, at the time it was a senseless gym. Yeah. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. So... That's that's where I stand. On. Yeah, give me eight eight hundred thousand dollars, I'll bring you back two million. Right? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> so. It's like, yeah, that that there's a lot of things that could be said about that gym, but you really it chalks up to you know um, good intentions, you know, but oh, bad. Yeah. It, bad. It definitely know. helps all those out of towners too. Huh? Yeah, definitely. All, all those the Pawnees up in Montana and really? Washington State, in California. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I'm benefiting from it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I drive an hour and a half every day to work out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> for a twenty dollar fee, right? Right. Yeah, I get off at five. I'm there by six thirty. I'm home by like ten. <laughs> yeah. So it definitely yeah. definitely helps you out. <laughs> right. And on top of that, you know, I like paying my twenty dollar a month fee. Jesus, is that how much it is? Uh, something like that. I right? think it's twenty bucks. Yeah, God, thirty man. bucks for. So on top of that, because it was federal funds, you shouldn't have to pay any fees. Yeah, yeah. But they have a loophole. They say it's what for the upkeep or something. Yeah, it's up for the upkeep and to hire personal people to professionals to. Okay, um, but on top of that, yeah, there's yeah. grants available for them but like it's another thing if i'm on council first order of business is we need a whistleblower act i've had four people from the tribe come to me and say hey there's wrongdoings but i can't say anything because i'll lose my job mm. Mm. It's, it's tough man i mean the whistleblower act is like one of my first that's what orders I, of business jimmy white shirt was wanting to do too right yeah mm. yeah but i remember that yeah just didn't execute it yep right <laughs> and that's that's really the hardest part yeah execution you know um, but, but yeah how would you put that into effect the whistleblower would you bring it up or yeah yeah so like, i'd bring it up and then um i don't i don't know if it could be passed as like an executive decision by the pbc but i mean if anything i would love to see it brought to a vote within the first month in office you know we need that asap because there's so many wrongdoings happening and if these people aren't protected and can lose their job over saying something then that needs to be fixed as soon as possible mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's 
Right. Like you're going to get fired for telling, you know, like, you know, that someone was embezzling or something, you know, like yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, you know, to think that we don't already have one. Mm-hmm. It That's what baffles me is that we don't already have one, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. In your own community, like you can't even feel safe. Like, um, what's the right word? Exploiting, exploiting somebody for right. their wrongdoings is a, is that the right word? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say right. snitch, but it's right. not Tattle snitching. Telling. <laughs> like exposing. 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 That's what I was, yeah. Exposing somebody for their wrongdoings. And it's crazy that, you know, in our community, we can't even do that. You know, it's looked down on, I guess, or something. I don't even fucking know. So. Nobody likes a tattletale, you know. <laughs> That's the whole thing. And, right. um It's just one of those things that we have to grow through. I mean, um, in the Marines, we, you know, one of my, my staff sergeants, he told us, you know, as I became an NCO, I had more responsibilities to lead Marines. Mm-hmm. And he said, you, everything that your junior Marines do, you have to inspect what you expect. Mm-hmm. So if you're not inspecting what, you know, you expect from your, your men, then how are they going to get the mission done in the way you want it to be completed? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing like that. Like you were mentioning, the council can't even talk to, you know, the members. I guess, you know, and I've heard that, like, council yeah, like, can't even talk to the, the employees. Yeah, so all they can say is, like, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, okay. And then they have to go about their day. Hmm. And then, But how could work be, you know, how could there be checks and balances on, you know, their employees when, you know, they can't even get in there and say, hey, what? how's the progress on this project? You know, or what are you doing with this account? Hmm. And how how does that looking, you know? They can't even do that until it's down the pipe to their table. Mm-hmm. and then the damage is already done <laughs> you know there you, you'd have to turn back the clock to fix it mm-hmm. you know and it, that is really inefficient and i don't i think it's just you know to save you know the councils whoever is on council to save you know what they're doing or their own agenda mm-hmm. you know for what they think they're doing i don't know it's just it's crazy because there's no like growth there no you know but all these other tribes around here have hella growth <laughs> yep yep it's it's just like man a lot of people are ashamed to say they're punny yeah yeah <laughs> embarrassed you know and we get it business is not our game as you know people but <laughs> but it could be it that's could good be. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. it could be could be it's it's frustrating you know and i i understand like a lot of people have hard intentions towards people you know and all this, you know, people did people, but it comes to a point to where you have to be, have enough courage or whatever it is to forgive people and to look at the real issues and be like, okay, we're going to work through this together yeah, for the benefit of everybody. Mm-hmm. Not because me and you don't get along or, you know, because I'm going to swallow my pride and my ego and put it aside so that I can leave this place better than I found it for my children. Mm-hmm. It's children. <laughs> right. It's one of the things like, I may not like you personally, but when it's time to go to work, let's go to work. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like we criticize, you know, what is going on, but it's more of like, let's try to take that and work together, you know, like put differences aside, put whatever is going on aside and then work together to make our tribe representable. I guess, or like 
have people not be ashamed to say, oh, I'm Pawnee. Right, like, right. like, be proud. Let's be proud again because we're all working together. I'm Pawnee. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those uh, old jokes when everybody gets lit? I'm Pawnee. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that one. Like, have them do that when they're sober. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. <laughs> have them feel that kind of proud when they're, when they're sober, you know, yeah. like, not just when they get lit, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, criticism, though. That's another thing we need to work on. Is For real. A lot of people, you know, in the higher-up positions can't take criticism, but... You know, as I say, like, why are you going to put yourself in a position? Did you not know that that, you know, entailed that when you took the council position or whatever it may have been, you know? Mm -hmm. Don't put yourself as a public figure if you can't take criticism, you know? And all criticism is is saying, you know, you're doing the thing this way, but it could be done better, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think they need to look at it as not like, oh, you know, like, why are you coming at me like this? But more of a learning opportunity to be like, okay, well, you don't like this. Let me see how I can help you. Right. you're not you can't i'm sure of some of the shit i've said i can't be the only one thinking it right yeah. you know so you know at, at that point you know it's like when when do you stop saying no oh, i'm being attacked and saying like you know i'm being criticized for actions that people may not have liked yeah right you know how yeah. can i be better exactly. yeah. right look at it as an opportunity to get better mm-hmm. yeah and you bring up a cool point like uh i i or something that i thought about just now was like that you know maybe some how people do criticize people is not the tactful way to do it, you know, because I was reading that Ray Dalio book. I recommend to you principles. Yeah. And he was talking about, cause he was the CEO of his company and he had people under him and they, he was messing up. Right. Mm-hmm. So these people were like, wrote him a memo was like, things Ray does well, <laughs> you know, Ray is passionate. Ray is, you know, assertive. Ray does this, but things Ray does bad <laughs> you know and then it was like this and that this and that and then so we hope ray can see this you know and then we can you know make these changes and he was like he loved it you know right it wasn't offensive you know it was it brought things to the light in a, in a tactful manner in a respectful way not attacking his character yeah you know and that's one of the things that i don't think we might not be doing when we do criticize each other you know because Right, yeah, so, like, it's crazy that, you know, like, that hasn't been seen that way from our council. Right. But I'm interning right now, and I literally just had a session on Friday, and my advisor was like, when you're done with your internship, ask your intern supervisor what you could have done better, where you lacked in those areas, you know, and, you know, take that criticism with a grain of salt, you know, mm-hmm. and and you can see it as an opportunity to get better, but... It's crazy, you know, that, like, my internship is telling me this. And, like, we have people on council who don't know this or understand this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like uh, if if you could do it in an internship and they've made it to the top of the mountain, in a, so to speak, and, and they don't even have that in them yet. It's yeah. like, where did they miss that lesson? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how do they get to there without having that lesson? You know, you in the Marines, we say, you know, praise in public and scold in private, mm-hmm. you know, and oh, <laughs> that doesn't go on. <laughs> scolding, <laughs> scolding in public and yeah. praise in pri- private, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it's one of those things that we need to learn about as a people, you know, to come together and, and grow through it, yeah. not go, just go through it, but grow through it, you yeah. know, and become better. 
uh, citizens for our, our, our people, for one another, you know, um, that's, that's my whole mission is, you know, and it's funny, you were saying you criticism. I like this quote by Marcus Aurelius, you know, is if you, if you, if you don't want to be criticized, do nothing, say nothing and be nothing. You know, that's the only way you'll never be criticized. Mm-hmm. And so like, if that's the road you want to take, then you shouldn't be in those, those arenas, mm-hmm. you know, cause a criticism, it comes in all forms. And it comes with everything. You can criticize the way you wear your hat. Mm-hmm. You know, you can criticize for, you go get criticized for going in the gas station for what you wear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you're not ever going to avoid it, but, um, you can look at it, like you said, a grain of salt and, and take it for what it is and, and, and you know, not take it personally yeah. and move forward. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, in that book, the four agreements, <laughs> it's one of the agreements is, uh, don't take anything personal. And that's something that, you know, we all have to, I mean, as a human race can, can learn something mm-hmm. from yeah. not ever taking anything personal, you know, um, yeah. and what people think of you says more about them than what you are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's one of the things that you know, I had to learn, you know, of getting criticized and, and uh, yelled around at in the Marines, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, I had to learn, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, because I'm I'm native, it wasn't because I'm brown or nothing, you know, funny mm-hmm. looking or whatever, you know. It's because that we have a mission to accomplish. Mm-hmm. We have something to do, and I need to fix myself, you know, or I could die or have somebody else hurt if that ever came, you know, downrange. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things. It's just, oh, and and if you look at all the progress our tribe has made when you know we had good leaders you know we had really good leaders bob chapman when he he was there he was responsible for ihs pretty much you know and he was an air force vet for you know a retired one mm-hmm. um marshall gover was a marine vet you know and there was some good leaders there they had these qualities because they learned them somewhere you know and they brought him back home and a lot of our folks if you look at them they're just I'm not saying that if you don't serve in the military, you're not uh, capable of anything, you know, but they're not there, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of our veterans are leaving and they're going to the other side. And uh, we don't have a lot of young men stepping up anymore. And if you look at how we are as a people, that's one of the things we did as a nation. That's why that flag's on that American flag is on our flag because we had the scouts. We had that relationship, you know to uh pick diplomacy over war and um we are very diplomatic people and we need to lean more into that than our 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 human emotions and our they call it the low level of your brain your oblongata Mm -hmm. and if you you uh operate out of your higher level that's your neocortex and that's where your re- everything with intelligence and stuff comes to play. But your emotions and everything that you're drawn in the animalistic view is in your lower brain, which is your oblongata. And uh, if we could find a way to shift it and, and use our neocortex, you know, to, to learn and grow, then, you know, we could really do a lot of good for not only ourselves and our people, but our lost brothers out there and our countrymen who don't have families and communities and cultures like we do. Mm-hmm. And I think that was that that is the lesson that we're trying to learn here as a whole people collectiveness is that we are one species Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like you know 
if you look at the Revenant, you know, um, what's his name? The actor, not the actor, but his real name. It's a real story, you know. Yeah. But he was really adopted by the Pawnee, mm-hmm. you know, and he was taught the ways. But his his friend who fought against the Pawnee or didn't really, he was like, if you look at the story, the history, they the Pawnee put pine cone needles all in his body and lit him on fire. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then that other man, he traded him red paint and gave him red paint and they liked it. So mm-hmm. they adopted him. And that's that's kind of the rough outline of that story of the man in the revenant. And it's pretty neat, you know, mm-hmm. because if you look at it, like we, we did have our systems of justice and all that stuff too, you know, but we just, you know, you could call it primitive, you could call it anything, but look what those folks did to Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? How can they say we are much different than them? Mm-hmm. You know, because they crucified him. And yeah. they did worse things, even wor- worse crucifixion, you know, and, and quartering at, you know, four sides mm-hmm. of a human, you know what I mean? And, you know, all that stuff, like, but we're judged because we did some of those things, you know, it's, it's, uh, does that make sense? hurt my meals. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's pretty backward, but, you know, as this time, you know, we call it the information age mm-hmm. and some call it the misinformation age. But I feel like, you know, with, with where we're at now, we have, uh, it's it's a wonderful opportunity to create something, you know, spectacular for everybody involved, not just one demographic. But, yeah, uh, Pawnees, you know, they, we knew something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we knew something. Yeah. Um, we were the first ones to map stars, one of the first, you know, and uh, we have a lot of a lot of goodness in us, you know, and a lot of cap- we're, we're capable of things, you know, and um, I would love to see us, you know, amplify that for the world to see and not just in order to change the world, but just to be better people, mm-hmm. you know, because we're all looking for that, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be the same person I was yesterday, you know, I want to be better each day and however I can do that, I'm going to do it, you know. Because, like I said, I, I feel like it's not about me. And, you know, like I, we're all castles made of sand right now. And, you know, that was something Ryan Holiday posted on Instagram today. It was like, what you do, you know, will be erased by time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it was from Marcus Aurelius' Meditations. But it was really, it was like, man, yeah, that's true. So just go out and do what you need to do. And, and don't be afraid. Be bold. Stand tall, you know. And, and you know take the shot that you want to take and you know somebody out there is going to be throwing fire your darts you know and and that's okay because you know if it's for the good i believe it'll work out mm-hmm. you know because I, I i just I, I like to believe in goodness other than you know um the negative <laughs> yeah yeah so it's all it is positive yeah rasta positive. man vibration yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> that's the rasta man vibration so it's a wonderful thing to be alive today. Mm-hmm. And sitting here with y'all, my daddy's talking about the future. Yep. You know, so. Terrence, hopefully you change it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's, all, it's all Terrence's no, responsibility, <laughs> though. We're not going <laughs> to. It's all on his shoulder. Yeah, no, it all kidding. rests on Terrence. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's our Clark right here. We're waiting on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say, uh, 
I wish I had questions for you from people, but nobody DM me or anything. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) So I was really expecting people to DM me, you know, be at least like um, curious about, yo, what's a podcast or something, you know, like like ask them this, ask them that, you know, I was expecting everybody. That's why I posted that. I wanted everybody to get involved and I'm not going to pick just certain questions. I was going to run through them, you know, but, but I mean, this turned out good. Like we had a really cool conversation, (laughs) really chill conversation and got to know like what, you know, you want to do with when you get on and, you know, we got to learn about Marlin and the Marines and mass masters of gravity and, and yo, we're going to do it again. Like, like sometime soon, like we're gonna have to do on, it on our podcast. Well, yeah, <laughs> on your guys' podcast, we'll yeah. do this again. Like, I mean, for sure. But man, I wish I, I wish somebody would have gave me a question or something. That's like I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and, I know. And, you had like twenty people like it, and I was just like, yeah, okay, like, twenty people got questions. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. I was expecting like, well, I got all these people liking it on both, you know, that page and then the other one, and then I was like, oh, cool. Like I expect like questions by sunday bro nobody like say anything so i was like damn it <laughs> man and that's like you know if if i wonder if those 20 people want change yeah you know and they could have fed because i i think he's already there <laughs> i think mm-hmm. terrence has already secured that seat yeah i i i may be talking ahead of myself but i mean i want i want i want it for you know i want it to happen mm-hmm. so i'm trying to affirm it out there universe yeah. if you're listening <laughs> no <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, and so if that would that could have been a perfect opportunity, you know, too. But you know, maybe in the future they'll show up to the meetings if we can get in. Yeah, <laughs> if they yeah. can open them up to us, <laughs> you know. And that's one of the things Mikai talked about. Mikai, you know, Clark, mm-hmm. little son. Um, she, uh, she was talking about uh, that. You know, they have those open forums. They have all these things, and you know, but nobody shows up. You know, they have the elections, but nobody comes and votes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's got to change. Yeah. You know, and yeah. this this with with Terrence doing what he's doing, you know, it, it it's inspired you to get back your head back in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's inspired a lot of people from our podcast to get absentee ballots. You know, and so that they they can voice they can use their their vote in, in an awesome way. So um, yeah, Terrence, you got anything about that? You got, any, you got any closing remarks? Closing remarks. Oh man, um, you know, vote for me. No, uh, <laughs> if you vote for me, if, all your wildest dreams will come true. Vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I want to be on council. You know, I feel like I can help my people. You know, I feel like I can help advance us. You know, forward as we go into the future. I have a lot of great visions, ideas, you know, and I want to see them come to fruition. And, you know, um, every vote for me is a vote for change, yeah? Mm-hmm. So everybody vote for Terrence. <laughs> yeah, May 1st. I hope, every, hope everybody got their absentee ballot. You put that in. And if you didn't, I'm not saying if you live out of state, fly here. <laughs> but I hope everybody that does live out of state, you know, they got their absentee ballot. Vote for Terrence got a gray head on, his, head on his shoulder like he has all these ideas you know he wants to speak up for the people he wants to do a lot of great things man he is he's just like 
business minded. He's young, you know, like that's what we need. That, that is like all that we need for our tribe, you know, and it's just fresh, you know, it's going to be fresh and everything. So, and if you live in Oklahoma, you know, at least plan to come down to Pawnee and vote. You know, every vote matters. Every vote counts. So it's on a Saturday. So make plans. It's, it's on a Saturday. Put PTO in. If you work weekends, put that PTO. Uh, yeah, in. Uh, I have the community building rented out. So um, you know, on your way way to vote, you know, you can stop by. I'm gonna do breakfast burritos. Um, you know, I'm gonna be chefing it up myself. So um, yeah, go ahead and stop by like and you can grab a burrito. Uh, mm. We're just gonna do like stop, grab and go due to COVID. I don't want to have a lot of people in a building at a time. Mm. So you can just stop by and grab a burrito and go vote on your way or after whatever you want to do. Awesome, I'll be there. I'll be there too. I'll take six. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just get a bag ready. <laughs> Good thing I got the Sam's Club membership. All them eggs. Ooh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for taking time out of your day to come down and, you know, just have a really fun conversation and listeners get to know you and um, shoot, man. I mean, wish nothing but, nothing but great things for both of y'all. Your business, Marlon and Terrence, man, you can get on seat three on the council and make some changes, you know, and yeah, I mean, we're all going to strive, man. We're all going to get better and that's all that's all we want. <laughs> that's all we want and so thank you all i appreciate it and um you want to shout out your social medias and all that you know let people know how to keep track of you and all that yeah uh so my all my social medias instagram twitter snap you name it it's all terrence t-e-r-1-r-a-n-c-e underscore fields f-i-e-l-d-s uh and our podcast is at h-u-p-i-t-i-t um is Wait, it yeah, and then yeah. Potty, which is P A R I podcast. It's on Instagram, and then we also we're on uh, Spotify and iTunes. Yep. And then Marlon, you plug your Insta. Yeah, I'm at uh, Masters of Gravity, M A S S T E R of Gravity on Instagram, and I have a Facebook page. And um, yeah, um, we just hope that you had a good time listening to us, and thank you. Thank you for having us on. Thank you for having me on and asking us, you know, to come on and and be a part of something special that you're doing because mm-hmm. it, it is it's a really inspiring. You know, you're helping a lot of people out. You know, whether you, you know it or not. <laughs> and uh, I just want we just want to say thank you. You know, so um, yeah, thank you for having us on. And uh, I'm upset I didn't win that Oki podcast raffle. But oh yeah, right. there'll be another one. There'll be it's, another. It's one. all right. I didn't. I, I didn't want that merch anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I got to get some more merch, bro. <laughs> got to merch it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, everybody, go check out um, Upa Dip Potty podcast. Go rate, subscribe, review it, and it helps, man. It'll help. And, you know, they, they got some stuff coming on, but stuff going on, but, you know, they're going to get back into it and they're going to give us some uh, really good, solid episodes. Uh, tune in when I go on. And, uh, <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah. Uh, if you're Pawnee, you know, go vote for Terrence and uh, go follow him on Instagram, add him on Facebook, keep track of him. Um, Marlon, go check out Masters of Gravity. Really great thing he's doing um, with his business and with the tribe, shapeshifting in a good way. You know, it's getting everybody healthy and getting everybody shapeshifting in a good way. So, you know, and uh, if you're not subscribed to Okie Podcast, please go do that on the. It's on all platforms. Subscribe, rate, review. 
uh, really does help out and uh, share it with your friends. And uh, yeah, there will be more merch coming out. I got merch coming out, so there will be more things coming out. Uh, just be patient. Everything works in due time. Uh, <laughs> And uh, go follow the Ogi Podcast Instagram page and the Facebook page. Uh, keep track of it, you know, because once this stuff starts getting out, you know, don't be the last one to say, hey, can I get a shirt when I'm all sold out? So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, hope everybody enjoys this episode. And, uh, yeah, until next time, everybody. Peace.